Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's called The Dynasty. There's 10 total episodes. We are through four. The Dynasty is on Apple TV. Uh, We're going to bring the director on in a second. Episode 6 features Gronk. This is a great trailer, a great tease, as we're through four episodes. Five is being released, I think, in a couple days, maybe tomorrow. Here's a look at a trailer for Episode 6 with Gronk. When I was drafted to the Patriots, it was a proud moment. My family came on stage as well. We got in a huddle. We were doing hoo, 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 hoo in the huddle, jumping up and down. And then all of a sudden, I get a phone call from the Patriots. Hi, Rob. And they said, hey, Rob, like, you can get off the stage now. Like, enough is enough. And I'm sitting there like, wow. I'm already in trouble. It's been five minutes since I've been on the Patriots, and I'm already in trouble. (laughs) It's called The Dynasty. The director, uh, Matthew Hamachek, is joining us live. He also did uh, producer of Tiger on HBO, which was fantastic. Multiple Emmy Emmy nominations. So um, has there been... You didn't grow up a Patriot fan. You watched like many people did from the outside. Um, Has there been a surprise? Exactly. A surprise for you, Matthew, in in creating this. I think, honestly, everything was a surprise to me because, <clears throat> as you said, I didn't grow up a Patriots fan. I rooted for the Green Bay Packers, and so I knew sort of the headlines that we had all seen. But the thing that I did know is that the Patriots were a team that sort of always kept you at arm's length. So you were really never let inside the building. And and when I finally got the opportunity to talk to the seventy plus you know, players and coaches and everybody else, 
um, you know, I really got to listen and let them tell me their stories as opposed to sort of coming in with some kind of preconceived notion, you know, about this is the way that I saw their story and I want them to talk about it the way that I saw it. It was really just listening because these were the guys that were sort of in yeah. the room when all these incredible decisions were made that led to great successes, but these were also the guys that were there when this thing sort of fell apart at the seams towards the end. So my perception is Brady is very authentic, Randy Moss, Ty Law, Laugh Out Loud Funny, Teddy Bruschi, and I know Teddy well, all, it's so fitting, he's so full of energy. And then Belichick, it, it, it's a feel like Belichick wants to be in it to sort of cover his butt, but he's a little defensive and a little grim. My takeaway is Belichick comes off as... Okay, I'm going to do this thing. Um, it doesn't feel like he's he's raw, raw, like everybody else who's really into the storytelling. What was your takeaway on Bill, the interview, and how it's come off? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I feel like we got a bunch of different sides of Bill. When, you know, you think back to when he's telling the story of when he first gets, uh, he calls Randy Moss, uh, and Randy's in a club, and this is sort of a story that's told between Randy Moss and Bill Belichick. He calls him because he says, you know, it's time to come to New England, and Randy thinks that he's being pranked. He thinks that there's somebody trying to pretend to be Bill Belichick on right. the other end. And so you get this great dialogue of the two of them, and Bill's laughing about it and saying, you know, I, I, uh, I guess he doesn't want to come to New England. But then, you know, when we get into some of the tougher subjects, you know, like Spygate, Deflategate, Aaron Hernandez, right. you know, why was Malcolm Butler not, you know, playing in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, you know, you can tell that he doesn't necessarily want to talk about these things, but I thought it was really, really important that he gets asked the exact same questions that everybody else does. Yeah. Ernie Adams, a very likable, um, kind of, I mean, it's like he's this world's smartest caddy. He literally, he leans on him, Bill leans on him entirely throughout this, and I would argue that when Ernie Adams retired, it was never quite the same. Um, describe people who have never seen Ernie Adams and the role he plays, because I think he's been undervalued in this whole dynasty, his brain power and Bill's trust for him. Yeah, so Ernie Adams, for everybody that has never seen him and, uh, you know, hasn't watched the show yet, this is a guy, you know, he's got these big glasses and this mustache, but, you know, when you think about Bill Belichick, we think about this guy who's sort of an ardent student of the game, a guy who knows everything that there is about football and loves football. I think that Ernie is one step above that, and he was intimately involved in all sorts of big moments throughout the dynasty, you know, at the end of Super Bowl 36 when there's a minute 36 left on the clock and John Madden is saying they should take this thing to overtime it's Ernie Adams who Bill Belichick goes to and says hey Ernie what do you want to do and he's the one who says yeah let's let's go for it because I think we're gassed and you you said earlier the thing about uh, if after Ernie left everything was over and you know the dynasty sort of came to an end and I, one of the things that I always think about is there was that game against the Raiders after Ernie left. It was one of the last couple of years when Mac Jones was yeah. uh, the quarterback, and they did the backwards ladder. They did the lateral thing, and it, and um, you know it, it it led to a defensive touchdown. Ernie Adams was always the guy in everybody's ear saying, "Just be careful. Make sure you kneel on it." It was game management. It was stuff like that. It was making sure everybody on the team was aware of the clock, and he would have been in everybody else's ear at that moment saying. Just make sure if this happens, you take a knee and, and you don't let something like what transpired, you know, happen.
Uh, the, Jeff Benedict, you know, obviously got approval from the crafts. If there's any criticism, people have said it's from a crafts perspective. Is that a fair criticism of the dynasty? I, you know, I don't. I don't think it is. I, I think that the thing that was important to me is if you if you know anything about the Patriots, and I learned a lot as I told this story, was that over the years there have always been specific lenses through which this story has been told. So, for example, um, education of a coach by Halberstam was written, and that was really the story of the beginning of the dynasty through Bill Belichick's eyes. And then, you know, Tom Brady had his own documentary series. And the thing that we really set out to do was to let all 70 plus players and coaches and, you know, front office execs and, you know, Roger Goodell and the rivals and people who were tangentially connected all really have a say and let them tell their story through their perspective. What did Brady's title in Tampa, um, did it, what did it mean for the legacy of New England? Will we find that out? Is that talked about? I don't think we go into what his time in Tampa means for the overall legacy, because in a lot of ways, that's a, sort of an intellectual conversation. I think what we always wanted to focus on is the characters and how they interacted with, with each other and bounced off of each other. And so, you know, what we do document over the course of the last three episodes is that, you know, how this thing came to an end and the tension that was in the building and episode nine in particular is one where you really get to go inside the room and hear what it was like as bill and tom's relationship starts to fall apart yeah aaron hernandez is obviously uh, um was an unbelievable player and a very controversial part of what was a controversial dynasty was that difficult to ask about and probe about the aaron hernandez situation yeah so that episode comes out in uh, this friday it's episode six and i think the thing that was most important to us there was that you know we we as I started to talk to the players about this, what we realized is that there's sort of a duality to, the, to Aaron Hernandez. Obviously, yes, there's the tragic part that everybody read about in the newspapers, but the other side is a guy who was deeply loved within the organization. And I think, you know, you could obviously do a sort of true crime version of this, but that's not the kind of story that we like to tell. And I think what we wanted to do was get out of the way and let the people who are actually there tell their story of Aaron Hernandez. And that involved a lot of things but it was also showing how much he meant to all of them and really showing the human side to him uh, malcolm butler didn't play in a super bowl brady was reportedly angry is that focused on much here because it, you know there's a lot of arguments <laughs> that was tom one of his best performing super bowls and they just couldn't force philadelphia to punt the malcolm butler story is that coming up yeah, episode nine, uh, which is an episode about a lot of the tension that's within the building. And the thing that you have to understand about that is that I think the Patriot program is a hard program to play in for these guys. It's mentally exhausting, but they know that every year they're able to compete for a championship and they're willing to go through it because they know Bill's a great coach. They know that Tom's an incredible quarterback and they know that they all come together that they can play and win a championship. But that was an instance where after everything that they had gone through that year which we detail um they get to the biggest stage and malcolm's not playing and these guys that were there the players use words like 
how, why don't we have Malcolm back in to sort of stop the bleeding? That's one of the things that Matthew Slater says. And then at the end, one of the players says, as he's walking off the field, he says, I put everything on the line for this team, for this game, and I don't even get an explanation. And I felt cheated, and I don't feel bad saying that. And we have a reporter, Nora Princiati, who was actually in the locker room, and she talks about how, and you know, she's half joking, but I think there's some truth to it, is that it almost felt like there was a mutiny on the team at that point. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's fair. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 90 seconds, all it takes. Use the code HERD. New customers bet five. That's it. Five bucks and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code HERD only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Uh, finally, you did Tiger um, on HBO, and you've done the Dynasty. Any parallels, any comparisons? I mean, obviously, Tiger and Brady are sort of American sports royalty. Any connections there? Did you did you sort of build them differently, or do you see some parallels? I, I think, really, the only comparison between the two of them is that they weren't always the most talented person when they started out, right? I think that the thing that that ties them together is that they both outworked everybody and that's the story really of tom brady he talks about the fact that he wasn't the fastest he didn't have the best arm uh you know a lot of things like that and so you know you constantly see tom finding ways to give himself the edge so that he can compete on the highest level and that you know obviously is something that he did in college and high school 
But even when he had won multiple Super Bowls, this was a guy who was constantly working at just the tiniest little things, whether that was his nutrition or anything else, so that he could play and continue to play at the highest level possible until he was 45 years old. Matthew Hamachek, it's the dynasty, Apple Television. Um, they're through four episodes. I thought episode four was completely gripping. It's Randy Moss's arrival. It's Spygate. It's losing the Super Bowl. Uh, there's a great line about what the locker room was like. Go watch it after that Super Bowl loss to the Giants. And it was really jarring to me, the impact it had on these veteran players. Matthew, I appreciate you stopping by. Congrats. I can't wait to watch the next episodes. First four have been a blast, and thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, it, it, one of the things I like about documentaries is, and I've read I think Seth Wickersham's book, Jeff Benedict's, Ian O'Connor's is great. So, I mean, it's, it's American history. You can read all you want, but some of the footage you see, it's interesting to watch how engaging the Patriot players are. Like, they're, they're really reveling in how great it was. And you cannot imagine how difficult that David Tyree catch and that loss to the Giants was. If you could take one play out of that 20-year dynasty, that would be it. If you asked every Patriot, that catch would be it. Because if, if, as you watch the episode, you, you, you get a sense of how brutal... And all these dynasties have bad losses. They have ugly losses. I mean, go back to the, the dynasty, the Warriors dynasty against Cleveland, when LeBron makes the block and Kyrie hits the shot. There's always USC's dynasty against Texas. They need a yard and they can't get it, or Vince Young doesn't get the ball back. So it's, uh, it's worth your time. Apple TV. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. A lot of stuff popping at the Combine in Indy. Um, we'll start with the Commanders, who hold the second overall pick in the draft. Looks like they'll get a quarterback. A lot of people say Drake May. Some say Jaden Daniels. Well, according to new Washington GM Adam Peters, the team has not decided whether they will draft a quarterback or stick with Sam Howell. Really, Cliff and I haven't talked too much specifically on him. We really just talked about quarterback play in general um, and what he looks for in quarterbacks and how we can find that right fit for him if that's what we're going to do. And certainly that hasn't been decided yet by any stretch of the imagination. We still have a lot of work to do. What we're going to do, uh, whether it's that pick or later, uh, we really like what we have in Sam right now. So we're really excited about that too. You know, you contrast that with what you heard from the Denver GM earlier about, we don't have any calls about Russell Wilson yet. That Adam Peters, well done in Washington. That's the right answer. Hey, we don't know what we're going to do. We got we to gotta, um, have an analysis of Howell. They got a new coach, GM, and offensive coordinator. We know they're going down a new road, but you got to play the negotiating game. I mean, maybe they could flip Howell and get something in return. I don't know, fifth round pick. Ryan, can we tape this segment? Commanders make the playoffs. Feel strongly about that. You don't even know who their quarterback is. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Gonna win, they're going to win 14 to 13 every week. Dan Quinn, toughness, salary. You know, de defensive coaches, he's going to go buy a couple defensive players. I would prefer he spends money on offense, but they have good receivers and backs. Got to shore up the offensive line, get a quarterback. Fastest way to win is keep the score close. Dan Quinn's going to lean in on that free agent market. He's going to lean into some defense in the O-line. I don't, I don't hate that. I'm kind of with you. Uh, next up, let's take it to the NFL. Justin Herbert 
You know, listen, man, he, he was a great last year, had the injury, but now he gets his third head coach and fourth offensive coordinator in the last five seasons. It's a tough recipe for success, but with the hire of Jim Harbaugh, Herbert sounds ready to, uh, you know, finally get some wins and get to the playoffs. Fired up, you know. Uh, he's done such a, a great job at the NFL level, college level. He's he's had success wherever he goes, and you know he's a competitor. He wants to win, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to play for him. And just talking about the offense, his vision for what the team looks like, offense, defense. Um, you know, I, I know this is their busy time where they're dealing with the combine, putting in the offense, kind of getting together their entire staff. So, um, you know, from the, the times that I have talked to him, he, he seems like a competitor. He just wants to win, um, and that's definitely a guy you want to play for. He's got franchise quarterback hair. See that? What, the bedhead? That's no, franchise quarterback kind hair? kind of rock star. Put a little gel in there, look a little L.A. I like it. Hey, that, he is not L.A. So I just looked it up. Greg Roman is the O.C. Yep. Um, he was with Harbaugh yep. in San Fran with Kaepernick back in the day. Previously, he was with the other Harbaugh brother in well, Baltimore. He, he, he'll build a run game. They, they, Harbaugh's going to build a run game. They're going to go get us in the draft. I can tell you, they're going to get a center. They're going to draft a running back or acquire one in free agency. They're going to get another offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised. A lot of people have them getting a receiver in the first round. Do not be surprised if they go get size early. Just as a statement, keep your eye on that Oregon State oh, offensive no. tackle. That I had dude's a mauler in my mock. No. You watch five? Harbaugh's going to make a... He's not going to go get some skinny wide receiver. So he's, Harbaugh's going to go get physicality all through this draft. Roma Dunaze is not just a skinny wide receiver, okay? Come on, put some respect on the young man's name. He is an awesome One talent. of us saw him live. He's pretty good. Um, trade, so they'll trade down from five. Yeah, I think they should. I think they'd trade down... Just trade down and get another third-round pick because they got about seven needs. So let's get another good yeah. pick. And then they need a center, a right tackle... Um, another receiver, a tight end, an outside linebacker, because Khalil Mack, probably he or Bosa are gone. I would get another safety, another corner. So if you trade down and can get like a third and a sixth, they just need more picks. Yeah. Maybe somebody will trade up for your guy Bo Nix or, or J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. Laugh all Fine. you want. I'm not laughing. Just scoffing. Bo all right, Nix. Final okay. <laughs> story is my New York Jets where GM Joe Douglas, he's had a lot to say. He had a presser today at the Combine, mm-hmm. and he spoke at length. A lot of this Mecole Hardman stuff is kind of blowing up in the Jets' face. Yeah. Very embarrassing timing. So uh, Douglas talked about he and Woody Johnson. They're on the same page, and they know exactly what to do going forward. There's a lot of talent coming back to this team. We have to add more to it. We know exactly what we have to do moving forward. Um, and... The pressure is always intrinsic in this job whenever you walk in every day. Um, but I can tell you that we're not stressed. We're, we're, um, we're prepared. We're prepared to, uh, to answer the bell here. We haven't won enough. I mean, that's, that's obvious. Uh, but weirdly enough, I feel like the culture is in a really good place with the people that we have. Uh, we just have to go out and do it. Also to be noted, um, Douglas said that the Jets have given Zach Wilson permission to seek a trade. Uh, I'll let you crack the jokes on that one. Um, I know where he's going. Yeah, I I heard your video earlier. Go ahead and let the public know. Arizona. Go back west. Right next to Utah. Family. He can move. Good arm. Just like Zach. 
He he has. If you're going to have a backup, but Kyler why Murray, would Arizona invite like a quarterback controversy? Zach Wilson versus Kyler. No, it's Murray. not a controversy. Kyler's the star, and Zach is a failed franchise guy. I was just joking. no, yeah. And so you bring on a guy who has been a starter, understands the uh, you know the role of being a starter. So he comes in respectfully, knows he's not the guy, doesn't have any pressure, but he's been the starter in a big media market, so he knows what Kyler goes through. Kyler's a little controversial. Zach Wilson a little controversial. They can understand each other and they both have a very similar game Kyler's obviously better but they move well good whip they can move it um, mm. I think it's um, both come with a little baggage so again it you don't have like a do-gooder and the controversy both guys come with a little edge little baggage it's probably the worst quarterback room in the division right no Bro- Brock no. Purdy and Darnold are better it's <laughs> not even close. Uh, Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Close. That's that's. And then four. Stafford and whoever the backup is. There is clearly no, better. There is no quarterback room. There's Matt Stafford. That's the room. They lock the door after Matt enters it. It's going to be a long off season for you if you if you keep locked in on this Kyler Murray's the man stuff. I mean, well, he he's the man in Arizona. That's not saying much. Well, career record is you, you know a, a tick above Justin Fields. A tick. He made the playoffs. Not a tick. They got smashed by 25 in the playoff game or 23 or whatever. So did Dallas. You're going to bail on Dak? Dak has a playoff win under his oh, belt. Oh, a win. Oh, eight years, a win. <laughs> my bad. He's got a couple, Let I me think. scale back on that criticism. <laughs> uh, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Uh, the utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. Hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin. It's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle all-electric. The choice all yours. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQE. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, 
Visit decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, I'm going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love. Mint, straight, wintergreen, peach, even blood orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. All right. Little word play here, but serious business. J-Mac, we're going to play just in time. Justin Fields reportedly on his way out of Chicago. You saw multiple comments. NBC in Chicago reporting Atlanta's the leader. Ryan Pohl saying if we're going to trade him sooner than later, I bet he gets moved by early next week at the latest. That's what I feel. Give me the over. You give me the team, and I'll tell you if Justin Fields fits just in time. How about let's start with Justin Fields. Good fit with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I disagree with everybody. It's a bad fit. They have the fewest touchdown passes in the league, 24 since Big Ben retired. They don't necessarily elevate quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett's now not working. It doesn't fit. All right, Justin Fields and the Las Vegas Raiders. Not a fit. Luke Getze's the OC. Luke Getze had him for two years in Chicago. Privately, probably has some concerns with his injuries, his lack of accuracy, his lack of consistency. So I don't think the Raiders is necessarily a great fit. All right. How about Justin Fields and the Denver Broncos and your buddy, Sean Payton? I don't think, not a fit, I don't think Sean wants a project. And I think that's what Fields is. Um, Sean wants to win now. He already had a first season that was turbulent. They also passed on him. They had a chance. They picked Patrick Sertan when Fields was available in the draft, so the GM didn't love him. Right. So the GM doesn't love him. I can guarantee you Sean, you know, it, it, listen, Fields struggles to complete the ball, and he's a bad second-half quarterback. Well, if you're facing Herbert and Justin uh, uh, and Patrick Mahomes, you got to be great late. That's how you beat those teams. Yeah. Okay, Justin Fields and your Atlanta Falcons. I think it's a good fit. Uh, they got the cap space. They've got young weapons. Uh, it's his hometown. Uh, it's an easier division. Um, I mean, they also, it's also, let's be fair here, it's a better offensive line. So I think Justin Fields, one of my complaints, he holds the ball a little long because he doesn't see the field that well. So I, at least he's going to have another beat because Atlanta's O-line, the PFF has it number four. Um, and they have the eighth overall pick, so if they wanted to get a quarterback, you'd have to give up draft capital to get to like two or three, and I don't think Atlanta wants to do that. All right, Justin Fields and the Minnesota Vikings. I don't think it's a great fit. You have to get the ball to Justin Jefferson. And, I mean, Kirk Cousins, for all the criticism, last year led the NFL with 16 touchdown passes in seven games before he got hurt. 
And everybody can criticize. You can criticize Kirk Cousins. He completes a lot of passes, like 70%-ish. And I think that's why, you know, Justin Jefferson has said he'd like to stay. Kirk gets in the ball. Yeah. Justin Fields, good fit with the Washington Commanders. I don't think it's terrible with Cliff Kingsbury, who's worked with young quarterbacks, but they have the number two yeah. pick, and they're going to take a quarterback. Um, they've also had seven straight years without a winning record. And Justin Fields, I'm sorry, all you analytic mavens, but winning is a quarterback Ooh. stat. He doesn't win enough. And one of the reasons he doesn't win, he's bad in the second half. And quarterbacks that are good are usually good late. That's why I always defend Jared Goff. Jared Goff's fourth quarter passer rating is outstanding. So he just doesn't win enough games, and the great quarterbacks usually have a little bit of a curtain call. Fourth quarter, make a play or two. Your Staffords, your Mahomes, your Allens. He doesn't, so no thanks. Clutch. Uh, yeah, fourth quarter. Uh, Justin Fields, a good fit with the Tennessee Titans. I think it's a pretty good fit. I, I don't think Will Levis is the answer. Will Levis a little cocky. Let's bring somebody in town. <laughs> we'll challenge him a little bit. Uh, they currently have the first or second most cap space, so they can buy him some weapons. They need another receiver, another tight end. Um, they also have Brian Callahan, is the new uh, uh, head coach, offensive background. He helped develop Joe Burrow. So I don't think that's bad. I think, I, I think again, that division, like the NFC South and the AFC South, I think are winnable divisions. I don't think it's a bad spot. Yeah. Um, Justin Fields and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well... Baker's the guy. The yeah, team, the team likes him, know. so I don't think it's a fit. And I also think, um, I mean, Baker. I think this, the town likes him. I, I think Baker. It's weird. There's just something about Baker fits Tampa. The town's a little. He's a Florida kind of guy. Eh, it's kind of loose. It's got a. Uh, it's, it's always had crazy personalities. Little Ebor City at night. It's a. I just think like Baker fits Tampa. I would. I would agree. Um, uh, lastly, is, should Justin Fields just stay with the Chicago Bears? Is that a good thing? No. Okay. 30 picks in three years. Caleb Williams is available. I'm I'm actually surprised. It's really interesting that the Jets and the Bears are bad, chaotic organizations. They have quarterbacks that don't win. And they've both been forever since they won a playoff game. The Jets fans and media moved off Zach Wilson the minute they could. It's amazing to me, listening to the Chicago media, like doubling down on, folks, it's called data. The best quarterbacks in this league do not get worse as the game progresses. <laughs> like, if you look at first half to second half, the minute Caleb, the minute Justin's off script and goes to the second half, his numbers plummet. That's Zach Wilson. Okay. And so, it's like, I, I, I've never understood this, like, defiance... I think Justin Fields is exactly what all young quarterbacks for the Bears become. Could be Cade McNown, Kyle Orton, Rex Grossman. You'll have moments. You'll have games. You'll have stretches. You're like, it's the man. And then it's not because they can't. They don't either have the support system or they don't surround him with enough help. I just noticed we do, we, we should have had a team on here. Um, Justin Fields and the Seattle Seahawks. Okay? Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Two very good receivers. Good running back. Offensive line, you love the tackles. When they were rookies, they were fine last year. Justin Fields could win in Seattle, Colin. He could probably beat out Geno Smith as a starter. Let's be real. What, what, what do you have against that? Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford, Brock Purdy, and Fields. He's, he's arguably the fourth-best quarterback. AFC, NFC South, he's arguably the best. But first of all, Seattle's not finishing behind Arizona. They have a better roster, more talent. Uh, we'll see about how the coaching stuff works out. Well, well, you don't think that would be a decent fit for Fields? Okay. 
I, I think I think when you're a I just think Atlanta oh, I forgot Jackson Smith and the Jigba also. They got three really good receivers. Arguably the top five group of receivers in the league. Yeah. I don't know. It it's literally So what do they do at quarterback? Don't tell me keep Geno Smith. Well that's what they're gonna do. What should they do, Colin? Well, I've said this now for months. Seattle is one of the few teams. Their roster is set. Give up picks and go get a quarterback. I'd go get Bo Nix. Oh, come on. Penix. Take Penix. Stay put at 20-whatever and get Penix. Uh, okay. People don't have Penix in the first round. I know. It's just I crazy. think that they'll regret that. Uh, by the way, um, Jets punter Thomas Morstead. Yeah. Punter, punter with big, strong opinions. On McCole Hargman's comments about the Jets... He said, be careful getting info from disgruntled former employees, getting beat out by a rookie free agent after being guaranteed millions of dollars tough to deal with. Entitlement's a killer of opportunity. You have to earn it every year. Woo! Um, McCall Hardman had the game-winning catch in the Super Bowl. It's, it's, that's not, not what he's talking about, Colin. Come on. Well, what's he talking about? He's talking about Hardman being salty that he got beat out by the rookie who ran the punt back against the Bills opening night for the touchdown. That guy beat out Hardman. Because Hardman went in with a sense of entitlement. Yo, I won Super Bowls. What's up? I'm going to help you guys win. And he doesn't try, doesn't work, doesn't grind. Morstead saw it firsthand. He's on special teams. We could say what we want about Hardman winning the Super Bowl. But in New York, Morstead has a hell of a point. You can't deny that. Okay, attack the messenger. He saw the messenger firsthand, not even trying. He, the messenger called the Chiefs and was like, yo, come get me, fellas. He literally said the defensive culture had a standard. The offensive culture when Aaron got hurt was, yeah, well, we didn't know. Here we go. I, I think the word is obfuscating. McCall Hardman, true or false? You got beat out by an uh, uh, by a rookie free agent. I mean, Facts. Uh, here's here's Hardman ripping the culture on the Pivot podcast right here. Going to the Jets, I seen that other side of where it's not where you want to be at. Y'all can't tell me about winning. I'm I'm, I'm I've been to four Super right. Bowls. In five years, you know what I'm saying? I know what winning looks like. Right. I know what winning is. So y'all keep telling me certain things. It's like, I'm not going for that. Like, because y'all not doing it right. Like, we got hammers on the ground. We don't got no discipline. People feel like it's too many individual egos in this locker room or whatever. And I'm telling them, I'm like, this not going to get y'all to win. It's not going to happen. I know what winning looks like. He makes a very good point. He does 100%. know what winning looks like. 100%. I, I, you know what else? Uh, nice to show up for an interview with like a $200,000 watch, Super Bowl What's rings. What's wrong with that? Come on. He's proud of it. clearly trying to flex and then kicking down at the Jets. No, I, he, I'm not defending the Jets. Obviously, they were a crap organization. If I had a $200,000 watch, you, you know what I'd be doing? You wouldn't be wearing it to... Hi, how are oh, you? Stop it. Ask me more questions. You could find that kind of money in your sofa cushions and buy the watch. Just stop. <laughs> sure. Listen, I'm just saying, it, 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 Hardman... I'm glad Morstead said what he said. I like that. But does a punter know what winning looks like? Does a Jets punter know what it looks uh, like? We're not talking about winning. We're talking about facts. Well, that's what he said. He goes, I know what winning looks yeah. like. It doesn't look like the Jets. Correct. You're right, Hardman. Yeah. Well, does yeah. a punter know what winning looks like? Well, he knows what not trying looks like and getting beat out by and being salty that you got beat out by the... Uh, Maybe the punter the would be a receiver if he tried harder. Oh, gosh, Colin. <laughs> don't do this. I'm getting, like, upset. The Jets stink. We get it. They don't know how to win. This whole thing about McCole Hardman, he just didn't try hard enough. Or maybe Andy Reid said, there's value with this young man. Let's use him. And the defensive coaching culture did not know how to use him. One catch for the Jets. One catch. Even the if you're a backup. pathetic. Yeah. I could have a catch next season with no, the Jets. I, not, I don't think you could. I don't know if I'd survive. Why, why don't you try to hit a mid-range jumper oh, tonight in your big game? Here we go. Maybe two. Maybe play some defense. <laughs> 
instead of the, Har- the, the James Harden, play a little defense on the back end. Wow. See you tomorrow. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.